Hey, everybody, this week we're doing the movie Spice World. It's the music, love. everybody i'm michael flaherty and i'm colleen flaherty this is a little podcast called flaherty's on films where we talk about the best cinema has to offer michael what are we talking about this week yeah what is it about yeah one of those one of these movies that are just so good we just really have to break it down it's spice world from 1997 that spice world and here's the description world famous pop group the spice girls zip around London in their luxurious double-decker tour bus, having various adventures and performing for their fans. Um, So uh, let's get some context, Clean. What is this? Is it a movie? What is this? It's just like a brilliant meta performance and camp and satire. Yeah, that was perfect. I did it. Don't ask (laughs) me more follow-up questions. But is it? Um, Is it a movie? It's great. Uh, You know what? This is like going to not be a joke. Okay. This movie in every way is superior to American beauty. Well, I mean, low bar. (laughs) Well, one of them has an Oscar. (laughs) So. Yeah, I mean, I don't qualify how good things are based on how many Oscars they have. Right. Oh, that's that's all I care about is the Academy's opinion. So. Right. And what do you think the Academy thought of the movie Spice World? I think they did not think well of it. I think they turned up their noses. They said, this is shite. We and, don't care for it. And is it shite? Yeah. Well, they're like, teenage girls like this thing, so it must be terrible. And honestly, it was so fun watching it. I So I liked it as a kid. I was 10 when it came out. I saw it in theaters. It was fun. Watching it, I thought it was better than I expected. I really liked it. How about you? What did you think of it? Uh, I really had no thoughts about what it was going to be because I don't really remember the Spice Girls. I mean, they have a couple hits that I really like. Um, and it was very, very silly. And it was like ex- some parts of it were like extremely good and funny, I thought. I mean, particularly, I mean, I guess we'll go through the individual bits later. But I mean, I don't think it's a particularly strong movie. The thing about me is like, I'm actually like, because I love silly, dumb humor so much, I'm like a silly, dumb humor snob. So it's like, I actually have pretty high standards for really, really dumb comedy. So it's high, it's high praise that some of it did clear that bar. Some of it is really good. But a lot of the movies like, oh, it's just kind of like a wacky, it's like a really long music video for their album, I guess. So it's like, and I, I guess for me that was okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not okay, but it's just like, I guess it's good. That okay. intonation is, uh, I mean, I feel like you can read everything and all you need to. Let's know there. learn more about it. How can we do that? Maybe well, some more background would help. Yeah, luckily for you, our first segment is called Bam. Down for Sam, the part of the show where Sam comes on and tells us some gal power facts. Sam, Expect more of that. Sam, I'm not done. What is girl power? Do you have girl power? I I, be, I like to believe I do. Okay. But it's a it's a tough bar to pass. Who over. has more girl power? You or Colleen? Colleen. Oh. Aw. 
I think girl you're girl power. power. Girl power is all about supporting other women. In the Michael. The that wants to tear us down. Michael, you can be girl power too. We're all girl power. <laughs> nice. I want Yoda to describe girl power like the force. I think that'd be funny. Girl power. Quality of the sex this it is. <laughs> That's my best Yoda. It's not going to get better. <laughs> That's all I can do. Just that noise. So I thought I would start off the segment a little differently today with asking Colleen, can you tell us a very brief history of the Spice Girls up to the point of this movie? I thought you'd never ask. So a lot of people know them as a manufactured band, which is true. This Emphasis on man. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Sorry. It's well, it works. I mean, a man did do this. Uh, so they were there were there was additions held, and they what they really wanted was five very different girls. Like that was part of the shtick from the beginning. Not this. We'll get into later how they got their personnel. But anyway, so um, they did have to replace one with Emma Button later on. But anyway, so yeah, and then for like a whole year, they were giving them singing lessons, dancing lessons, and then they were recording some of these songs. Here's the thing, though. Over that year, they became really close. And they're like, actually, we don't really like these songs that we're doing. So after a year, they said, fuck this. And they abandoned that company that put them together. And they struck out on their own to find a a production company and to find their own songwriters who they worked with to create Wannabe and another song. I forgot what their first two hits one, but Wannabe was one of them. Anyway. So yeah, and of course, a lot of it was actually hard to get there. Sorry, that's the other one. Yeah. So then, and of course, classic. They're like nobody likes girl groups. Girls only want to listen to hot boys, and boys hate women. So girl groups are not a thing. Bananarama and nothing else. And the Spice Girls were like, nah, girl power. And then they proved it. And to this day, they are still the top-selling international women's group. Or ladies singing group. Okay. Um, anyway, wait, 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 wait. Stop there. Well, well, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Because then, so they released their first album, self-titled Spice, and it was self-titled at the time because they were Spice before they were Spice Girls. Um, and also their names uh, were given to them by a magazine, and then they just kind of went with it, which is like so cool in the '90s that you could just call the black one scary and call someone a sexy baby, and everyone's like, "Yes, this is normal and good. This is fun." Uh, so then their second album now take it away so with the success and I mean massive international success with their first album Spice Girls had not been around uh, around much like they are a new band their first album exploded and right afterwards they were reached out to by none other than the Walt Disney Company. Walt Disney wanted to make a movie about them, about a single mother of one of the girls who has to fight to form the band. And they were like, no. Wait, what? <laughs> a single mother of one of the girls who just needs to form this five-person girl. She needs, she needs this band. She needs to live through her daughter, obviously. You, sounds like the mother's the main character of that story. Yeah, well, <laughs> Disney's not great at writing mothers, so it makes sense. Um, so they were like, no, we don't like this Disney version of the story. Like, whatever. Well, 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, so then there was this infamous lunch where together Barnaby Thompson, um, Yurig Fruitman, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, and Simon Fuller, who was the girls' manager at the time, got together, and they were talking about, wouldn't it be great if we made a movie? So Fuller's brother, Kim, actually went out and wrote kind of a script for it. That lunch was on November 1st, 1996. The movie would come out November 1st, 1997. We're talking a year from the joke at a lunch until the movie came out. Hmm. So... Simon went to his brother and was like, hey, could you write kind of a film about these girls? So he came up with an idea with some other writing from Jamie Curtis who, um, about this film. It was called Five. They wrote different things, and then when they had it, they went to Simon, and Simon's like, this is crazy. The girls aren't going to like it. So he gathered them all into a hotel room, and he said off your phones take this seriously i'm going to tell you a story and he basically kind of summed up the plot without going into the details of it because he thought it was like too crazy for these girls to be like yes i want to make that but they agreed to make the movie and so they signed on now the script had to keep being rewritten because of all the celebrities that wanted to be in it Dang. Which I think it's just a crazy concept. Yeah. So they would basically write a script and then they would give it to the girls to rehearse and they would do 20 takes of one line and, you know, they'd kind of improvise it as they went and kind of make it their own. So the script was very fluid as they were making it. By the way, I just don't think this is going to come. One of the writers on the script is Georgia Pritchett. She is a fantastic TV writer for the last 20 years. She also wrote on Veep. Her book is My Mess is a Bit of a Life. It's very cute. Aww. So I I just, just shout out to Georgia. She's great. Shout out. Shout out. So just a bunch of like, this was a very fluid process because as this movie is being made, the girls were actually recording their second album. So as they're acting and writing and kind of coming up with things for the movie, they're also having to write and record all of their songs. That's so they had crazy. a mobile studio that they brought with them. And so they would film during the day. And then at night, they would go and write and record the second album. And so the plot the of the movies that they're overworked, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. the meta commentary on it is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's utterly beautiful. Um, so they ended up actually making the music. It, it kind of became like an unofficial soundtrack for the film. The point of the film was not to be a promotion of the second album, but it kind of ended up being it just because they used all the music, sure. if that makes any sense. Isn't yeah. that just synergy, man? It, it's synergy and... Yeah, pretty much. Also, great album, start to finish. Uh, so this film has a bunch of celebrities in it, but I do want to just talk about a couple of them. Um, Stephen Fry said he took the part of the role in the film because it allowed him to get an autographed poster of the Spice Girls for his nephews, which he Aww. claimed was like 10 Christmases for them. Aww. Nice. 
Gary Goldman or Gary Oldman wanted to be in the film because his sons were huge into Spice Girls. A lot of these boys. But he couldn't due to scheduling issues. Hmm. And um, you guys were really excited about Roger Moore. He's in this film. He oh, is. Yeah. We'll talk more about him later. He is in the film. He did all of his scenes in one day, and it's he had no like idea it. what the movie was about. He just knew his <laughs> That's scenes. so much better. So, just a little fun. There Here's some other fun celebrities. Bob Hoskins. Are you not going to mention Bob Hoskins? Mario. There are any fun facts about Bob Hoskins? Um, Meatloaf makes a joke about his. Yeah, I have, I have nothing else. I to love say. these girls, but I won't do that. Get it? Because it's from the song. Uh, Elton yeah. John was actually really good friends with the girls. They actually did a recording of Don't Go Breaking My Heart with him. Really? Honestly, that, com- that cameo was so short. I was like, is that really him? Yeah, <laughs> like, it was. I, that one I, wasn't I a lot of them it felt like were like my kid loves you i can't get like an interview with you or anything like that so if i'm in the movie i can get something for my kid that's like a lot of what it was there is one celebrity cameo that i didn't get there's a moment where scary like does that hair of somebody but like they linger on him and i'm like okay so he's famous but like who is it and it's bob geldoff who did live aid which is like a big deal, but I, yeah. So well, a lot I, of them too in that section, I feel like were part of a boy band. Oh, I didn't know that. They're all. Uh, yeah. Well, and then a lot of them were like already who are famous TV presenters who you know if you're British. Um, yeah, there were a couple of Hugh Brooks. Laurie was in it. Hugh Laurie was in it. Um, uh, and then a hot hot guy who's in the affair and in the wire. He always plays Americans, but he's super British and he was real hot. He was the camera guy. For sure. I don't know his name. It's like none of us have computers. So Dominic something. (laughs) Shit. Dominic Dominic West. That's his name. Oh, is he the lead in The Wire? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Is X-Men Nightcrawler, was he a star? I mean, he's just a role. He's not a cameo. No, uh, he's a very big star. I mean, was was he at the time? Yeah. Okay. He is listed among like the cameos in oh. the original. Yeah, interesting. So What's you're right; it's not really even, cameo because he's a character. What's his name? Oh, their um, manager guy is like a huge person who I didn't know. I had to look him up. He's like he, a he's like a famous British guy. Though. He's a very famous British guy. There were a couple references made in the movie that had to be redone for America to like make the reference. Like at one point, they talk about something and they say, "Go back to Hootie and the Blowfish." They had to add that in for American audiences because the original text had someone that no one in America would know. Sure. Also, the creepy camera guy, Richard O'Brien, who's riffraff in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> yes. Nice. Okay, so here's the right, here's done. the moral. There's a lot of celebrities. There's a lot of celebrities. <laughs> let's talk about two that... Well, let's, actually, we're going to talk about three that didn't make it. And Jennifer Coolidge from Absolutely Fabulous. She's so good. Okay, so three that didn't make it in. Okay. There were references to two people who sadly died between the taping and the Did you mean Jennifer Saunders? Film. You said Jennifer I met Co- Jennifer Saunders. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I was so it was so embarrassing if that went to air. Yeah, God. Almost. <laughs> Is it Diana? Are you talking about Diana? Princess Diana. Ah, uh, shit. There was a mention of Princess Diana and then also Gianni Versace, both of whom died very Shot. tragically. So Shit. 
There were references to both of them throughout the film that had to be taken out. The third celebrity who got kicked out was actually a full cameo, a four minute long cameo. Of- oh, oh, I think I know. I think I know. Is it uh, Gary Glitter? Gary Glitter. Who? And why yeah. is he taken out, Colleen? Because he's a pedophile. <laughs> he is a pedophile. I mean, I don't know who he is, but he sounds like a pedophile because of the name. <laughs> Oh, he's got that one song, you know. Hang on. He did uh Sam, come on. I'm like, the leader of the gang I am? No. Anyway, not important. So Gary Glitter did perform a whole cameo in it, but they did decide to cut it after um his fucking cancel culture. Yep. Strikes again. <laughs> so this movie was released. On Boxing Day, 1997, Colleen wins Boxing Day. A December 26th. Yes. The day after Christmas when all the lords would box up their extra stuff for the peasants in town. (laughs) Uh, It would be the number one box office success that day. It grossed more than $6.8 million the first weekend. It would then premiere in the United States. And this was weird for me. It came out on Super Bowl weekend. It actually came out in January. I did not know that Super Bowls were ever in January, but apparently they were. And it was the highest ever weekend debut on a Super Bowl weekend with ten mil- or over $10 million in the A lot of overlap, I think, in those demographics. <laughs> so this fair, was fair. in theaters. It was in theaters, and I can't stress this enough. It was a huge hit. It made I over, saw it in theaters. Oh wow! It made over a hundred million dollars in the theaters. Everyone in the fandom loved it. In the critics fandom. hated it. Yeah, I I had a little ginger Barbie doll, and I wanted to get that that hair mascara so I could have the blonde in front like ginger. But mom wouldn't let me get it. Is it called hair mascara? When you yeah, just, man. Huh. Learning a lot of things. So it has been listed among the 100 most enjoyable bad movies. It was nominated for a bunch of Razzies. It's, it was just destroyed, especially by the um, critics. But what I kind of want to mention, too, is that this came out in 1998. Seven. Since then, critics have kind of looked back at it, especially in the past year or two. So, so around the, you know... 20, 30 year thing. And our critics have actually looked back at it and have actually apologized for giving it such a harsh rating. Because I think you guys will definitely discuss this. When we were watching it, I remember this from my youth. I had not seen it in many, many a year. And I was like, there's no way that this could have aged well. Because very, very, very few films we have watched have aged well and i think it did i think it aged well really did. yeah most and of it yeah so a lot of what i read from critics nowadays are saying you know they were making jokes that we didn't understand like we didn't understand hmm. this misogynistic world like it wasn't really like talked about i think they just mean they didn't understand the accents probably <laughs> very thick. well i think it's like it's just so weird to think about like how horrible and sexist the 90s were that it was just like this movie of just about a silly movie about a bunch of girlfriends and it's like that's all it's about is kind of weirdly revolutionary in its own way which is really sad but true yeah 
It definitely like appears like they're kind of like there's a lot of tongue in cheek jokes here that we just kind of breezed over and now we're like okay this is actually really funny and yeah so it was originally really beloved by the people the fans but hated by the critics and now it's kind of almost appreciated by the critics i won't say they love it but I'm i think it, it's it. definitely a cult classic yeah it's definitely cult classic but i think unlike other cult classics it's kind of interesting that People are coming around to it. I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. A lot of them really turned their way around with it. I would love someone like Gen Z to watch it because I also like I agree with you that it's age a lot better than fucking American Beauty. But it also is like so fun for me to watch because it's just I mean, it's 90s nostalgia in your face. So it's very true. It's hard to um, say how enjoyable it would be for somebody who doesn't have any reference point. And if you're a Gen Z, you're probably not like, oh, Dr. House, you know. The cameos don't make it might get much for you. They don't know Dr. Houses. We're so old. We're so old. No, we're not. So, no, we're not. <laughs> five months after this movie came out, right before their American tour, Jerry abruptly left the t- um, group. There was one more album after that, but then the group kind of... Forever. It was called Forever. Uh, then the group kind of dissolved. And... Basically, it kind of kept that way until they started reuniting for reunions for the Olympics and different events. And there has been talk, starting in 2019, of a sequel to Spice World. Spice Universe? It has been talked about a lot to the point that in 2021, last year... Uh, posh Spice, Victoria Beckham, had to say, I'm not aware of this, because all the other ones were talking about it. So she kind of shut it down with that, but the point is, is that there's still kind of But the rumor the got to that level where she had to say no. She did. She <laughs> so had to- it's a real rumor. It was a real rumor. People are talking about it. <laughs> well, that's exciting. They could not afford that, I don't think. Like, Victoria Beckham's worth a billion dollars. They can't afford her. And my facts for you guys today. We're going to talk about turtles because turtles are really cute and happy and I needed that today. They are cute. Do you have a bad day? Give it to us. Just, you know. Yeah, let's talk about it, Sam. Let's get into it. Thank you you for asking. No, I'm great. Um, How long can green turtles stay submerged in water? How long can green turtles? Six hours. I'm going to say 10 days. Well, five hours, guys. They breathe. <laughs> oh, well, shit. That's, that's still a long time. You know, okay, don't... how about how old was the oldest living turtle? Uh, 200 years old. 250 years old. Guys, stop it. It's 188. <laughs> that, that's it's pretty old. close. That's pretty, okay. Guys. But like, yeah. Stop being in 20 years away. Nemo, in Finding Nemo, he was like, I'm 150, man. I it's also still thought young. of that exact quote from the movie Finding so, Nemo. It feels like he's only 30 years away from death. Actually, he's not still young. That <laughs> like was Finding the Nemo. joke. Oh, man. <laughs> God, these movies, they just keep... I'm going to have to reevaluate ah, so that levels. one. God. All right. I was bam. Uh, time for Sam. What a great segment. Uh, now we're going to go on to our next segment, which is critics. Wait, are we? Do we have critics? Corners? Yeah. Oh, we got they're so many- right here. So these are critics reviews that we are going to read. 
And I will start. A promotional tool that establishes its superfluousness simply by existing. This clumsy, smirking movie has a bitter soul. What's bitter about Lisa it? Al Spector from the Chicago Reader. I guess crass commercialism, but I feel like it's I feel like it's satirizing crass commercialism while also celebrating it. Oh, I don't agree with that. I, th- I think they're just having fun. <laughs> like I think it's not bitter or smart. It's just like we, you know. That's- oh, I don't think it's that smart. I don't think just because it is satire doesn't mean it's smart. Yeah, uh, you're. That's true. Um, this next review is an Amazon reviewer, so not actually like a professional critic. So let's read it. Spice Girls were hot. They were fun. They were glamorous. This movie is the bomb. You must buy it if you want to see all the sexy European female band. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they're pretty hot. That's that's they're right. This is from Guy Pusey of Gracia. I am not joking when I say Spice World is the greatest film of all time. Wow. I don't want to hear about Citizen Kane. <laughs> Vertigo can go to hell. Yeah, I don't can. give a damn about Gone with the Wind. True. This 1997 caper, a fictionalized depiction of the behind-the-scenes lives of the biggest British band since the Beatles, is genuinely riotous watch that is worthy of far greater acclaim than it received and continues to receive. Do you know what my favorite part of that review was? What? That they called it a caper. That was fun. Oh, that is fun. <laughs> Uh, this next uh, reviewer uh, is another Amazon reviewer who goes by the pseudonym Eggplant. I, I'm going to make you read this whole thing. Right, here we go. <sighs> right about when these talent... <laughs> right about when these talentless hacks became popular, I was in the fifth grade, and every girl in my class had to have everything with their stupid faces on it. Me and my friends were starting to get into new metal like corn and Limp Bizkit. And everywhere you went, you got attacked by a bunch of prissy pea braids running around going, girl power! This garbage, along with those ever-annoying Hansons, get my vote for the worst fad of the late 90s. Both quote-unquote acts are illogical, dull-witted, unlike corn, implausible, (laughs) unreasoned, muddled, stupid, cloddish, cloddish, that's okay, (laughs) thick-headed. Somebody bought Mr. Eggplant with a sword. Here's how it continues. They're also nettlesome, (laughs) maddening, harassing and just plain flat out a waste of some perfectly good blank DVD CDs. Nobody likes cares about them anymore. So now they are out of sight, out of mind forever, but not out of eggplant's mind. He's still thinking about it. <laughs> they still live rent free up there, my friend. He's like, uh, he's like <laughs> filling a form out at the bank. He's just randomly like, oh, they're so nettlesome. <laughs> not like corn. <laughs> God, I love corn. <laughs> Now, as obnoxious as that was, I feel like this next review is equally obnoxious. Everyone's from watching Spice our- World. They should be watching Cornfield, the best movie. This is from Roger Ebert, who famously said, you should not criticize a film just based on your personal taste. You should criticize a film based on what it's trying to do and how well they did that. This is what Roger Ebert said? Here's what Roger Ebert said about this movie. I'm already annoyed. You ready? Yeah, here we go. Spice World is obviously intended as a ripoff of of A Hard Day's Night, which gave the Beatles to the movies. The huge difference, of course, (laughs) 
is that the Beatles were talented. Well, let's face it. The Spice Girls could be duplicated by any five women under the age of 30 standing in line at Dunkin' Donuts. That's pretty... What a... That's pretty mean spirit. I mean, they're obviously very... They're obviously extremely talented young women. I know. What a dick. (laughs) That's so... It's just unreasonably cruel. Okay. So this next one is by E. Hannah. And this is another Amazon review. Um, this movie changed my life. The Spice Girls, as we all know, have made some huge strides in the feminist movement. And this movie just goes to show how when five girlfriends stick together and work through each other's problems, they're able to save two worlds from a boorish, mundane pop scene. All I have to say in regards to them is girl power. Yeah, that's Hannah. Nice. Hannah. That's nice. Why don't we just be nice to each other? Jesus. Yeah, God, fucking- Roger. <laughs> Oh, I could do that. <laughs> That's Roger Watson. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I see. I get it. I get what they're doing. There's something so mean about the Dunkin' Donuts line. I don't even get it. <laughs> it's layered. Oh, it's just layers of cruelty. Don't like it. So we could go over the plot pretty quickly because sure. there really isn't much of one. <laughs> so it's like. After we compliment this movie so much. Sorry. Well, I mean, there's a lot of movies I like that don't have a strong plot. Plot um, is not so, yeah. the, the appeal. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, so it's like about the, like a few days in the life of the Spice Girls and how fame is getting to them and how overworked they are, which again is ironic and meta because that's what was happening. So like uh, the the end point of this is they're going to have their first big concert at Royal Albert Hall, which is like a big deal. Uh, the other thing that's going on is they're so they're all best friends, but they also have collectively one other best friend which is a great, who's pregnant. This is a great detail. <laughs> That's just great. Um, they have an overbearing manager, but who wears weird purple suits, going to a bunch of media appearances. Um, oh, and then also the British press is like after them, right? Like they want to, because they there's just too much positive coverage. Um, so and that's going poorly. Um, and then this is uh, the end of this plot summary: is they must remind themselves of what they have always known, despite all the drama and the glitz. It's friendship that never ends. That's so true. That's like so true. You have some favorite bits, but can I just say one that I like? And I don't know. I don't think this is Spice Girls related. I think this is just the 2000s pop scene. I just love the dorkiness. Like just how the campy, like silly aesthetic of it all. Yes. Like in the 2000s, we were into space, but like really glittery, saturated colors and polka dot space. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Before nine, this is like the late 90s before 9-11 ruined everything. Right. <laughs> Thanks, 9-11. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. I actually want to say the stuff I didn't like first because I want to end on the stuff I liked. Oh, sure. So here's what I didn't like about the movie. So like the end scene is this is where the caper comes in mm-hmm. is they're they're with their best friend who's having a baby and then she has the baby and they have to get to the concert on time and it's so cute this whole scene because they're like the movie executives are pitching this movie and then it's happening in real time and it's a bus chase and it's very cute the whole bit mm-hmm. right and then the end of the movie is just like a concert it's like you know, like I would literally murder you to go to a Spice Girls concert. Obviously. Right, obviously. But like, I don't want to just see a concert. Like the, I feel like the ending should have been sillier, campier, over the top, something. Like you know, they're already kind of bending reality in a fun way. Like why do we just have to be at a concert? But it's I like thought- obviously a real concert, which is kind of cool. 
I get, I don't know. And, and this might be a personal thing because I just don't like watching concerts <laughs> on TV. It's true. We're lamos. I don't like concerts either. Oh, yeah. Or I just don't like concerts that much. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, it felt like an underwhelming way to end the movie, especially with all the fun, heightened reality stuff before it. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my only big criticism. That's, that's your con. Yeah. It's a weird movie to criticize. Like, I would never give it a Razzie or like a, the worst movie I've ever seen. Well, crazy. Cause like, it's not the room. It's not like they tried to do something and didn't, it didn't work out. Like, it's like clearly right. just them being very dumb and silly on purpose. They definitely succeeded at what they were trying to do with this film. Yeah. So it's like, it's definitely not bad. Uh, I, I don't think. Um, but but the, it's not for everybody. But the worst part for me is because I'm not a huge Spice Girls fan and the plot is not uh, very interesting. And just for me, like the jokes were hit and miss. Like I, I so there were just some plots. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a little bit bored. But yeah, I, it's fair. definitely not a like, oh, oh, wow, you have to see how bad this is. Like, no, like, that's what they wanted you to see. Yeah, they did it. They did the right thing. <laughs> now there was about- a lot of... Oh, go ahead. I'm just saying it's a, it's obviously a self-aware film, right? Like, extremely, that's what a real... Extremely That's what a really bad movie is. Like, Tommy Wiseau thought he really did something with that. Which is why it's so good, right? Right. Okay, now I'm going to tell you what I like. <laughs> Please. What's your favorite song in the film? Oh my God, Michael, what are you trying to make me? That's like picking a favorite child. Makes for good content. This is okay. what people subscribe so for. I liked the pared down wannabe they did, which was also very funny to me because it was like, oh, we're just five working class girls in the pub. <laughs> and like, we're just going to like do our song that we wrote. Were they like but singing it, to I, their dad or like, who was that character in the uh, movie? It's just the bar owner. Oh, okay. Um, Let's see. I love the the oh the song that's not on the album the do you want to be my gang that was really fun oh oh god what is my favorite song I thought um too much of nothing was a bold opener because mm. it's kind of a slow song mm. well I mean you gotta start low so you can go high right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what was your favorite song I mean, pro- the only one I recognize is Wannabe, so probably that one. I mean, I like the one that goes, la, 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 la. Oh. I like that one. Spice up your life. Spice up your life. Yeah. Every boy and every girl. That's the one they sing at the concert, right? Yeah, because it's awesome. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song. Um, I liked the photo shoot bit. Yeah, okay, so this movie is just a lot of cute bits, right? I mean, in some ways, this is like a really nice children's movie, but I like it. Uh, so yeah, they like dress up as each other, and then they dress up as movie characters. It's very cute. Yeah, it's sort of like, this movie's kind of like watching someone else play with Spice Girls dolls. Because it's like, because like, oh, they're playing in this set. Oh, they're doing this. What if they did this? That is literally what you said when they went into the bus. You're like, oh, it's just a dollhouse. <laughs> But that's not a criticism because the bus is the, no! one of the best parts. I like the bus set. The it's bus so dumb yeah. because they like, it doesn't look like livable. <laughs> just like, like Victoria has a runway for some reason. Baby Spice just has a swing with a bunch of stuff. Dan- like it's not a place you live. I don't even know if they're like, this is going to make them laugh. I think they just thought this is make this is just fun. Like, and I think kids would like to see that movie and be like, that's fucking cool. 
I mean, I Correct. watched. I'm an old I, man. I did like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I liked the bit where in the bus, the manager would get on the announcements, but then you find out in two seconds later that he's just like there in the bus, in the balcony, and there's nothing between them. <laughs> Have you ever seen A Hard Day's Night, the, the Beatles movie? No, I've heard I it's bad. Sam, have yeah, you seen I don't, this? Do I don't feel like we like it. Do you know anything about the movie, Sam? Well, we'll, we'll give you a second. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't. My dad is a huge fan of it, so I probably He likes the more. movie. Oh, yes. Actually, um, I was nervous to show him because it's kind of a little more experimental um, across the universe. But he loved it and saw a lot of ties to A Hard Day's Night, actually. Oh, but I wonder if... That's not a fun movie. Yeah, but I I just wonder how much this movie is actually referencing Hard Day's Night. Because that would make sense. People compare it because it's a story of a band. The British. Pop sensation. It's a, it's a fake. A it's a fictionalized movie about the real band. Like in the Hard right. Days Night, they are the Beatles. So, and like actually, in like in this movie. Yeah, and it's campy yeah. and it's silly. That's and it's very from silly. what I hear. Oh, is Hard Days Night a and comedy actually, as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear Michael as a guy who didn't grow up with really the Spice Girls. I mean, I grew a up. A lot of the commentary I saw about this movie is how the Spice Girls were the new John. Paul, Ringo, and George. Would you be able to name all the Spice Girls as not a Spice Girls fan? I mean, I like their monikers. Yeah. Scary, I- baby, sporty, ginger. The one married to David Beckham. Posh. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I know. I know. So a lot of the comparison was that it was a very similar campy movie. You don't have a lot of these films that are the actual bands making a movie like this and they're super into being british because like in the 60s there was like a being british is really cool and then the late 90s it was a a, another resurgence of british that stuff just being cool internationally yeah what did they call it clean like cool britannia (laughs) cool britannia which is like a pun on rule britannia which is not a thing we would know so i don't know they were like the very height of it I'm going to say this with confidence now because John can't yell at me if I'm wrong. Um, so, oh, yeah. I bet he can't. <laughs> um, so, here are my other favorite parts. Mm-hmm, I liked ahead. the end credits, and I, I wish that would come back. I feel like that was a big thing in the late 90s, early 2000s, where they do silly end credit bits where it's like, oh, now we're, we're just the actors. You know how, like, Pixar would do, like... They would do the take outtakes. Yeah, they, the gag reel. So, yeah, those were. I love fun. it. I love. Yeah, and those I, are great. Yeah, they. So yeah, in the end credits, they're just like they're their characters talking about making the movie, and it's very cute. Like Emma's like, I don't want to be so innocent. I just want to slap Victoria, and we know that that happens in the movie, and it's cute. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a natural extension of this movie, which is just watch them be friends and hang out for an hour. Yeah, my other favorite part. I really liked the reporters because I loved how serious it was that like they were going to have bad press and the bad press was so innocent and childlike. It was very cute. Yeah. Like, do you like boys? What is the Pope Catholic? And then like the big story was like, they're doubting the Pope is Catholic. It's so cute. It's and a then very cute movie. And then there's a bit in the office where it starts raining in the office as they're doing their evil plan. That it's was like, some what? good shit. That's the kind of silly stuff I like. So that with the uh, reporters in the reporting room and the Roger Moore bits are and like the movie pitching scenes were like my favorites. Can you describe 
just like set the scene of the Roger Moore bits for the audience at home. So for you youngins, Roger Moore was a very famous uh, Bond actor, James Bond. Yeah, I'm worried I'm going to get these details wrong. But essentially, their manager on the tour bus would call in to like his boss. I guess he was the Corporate. like record company, record label company executive. Uh, and they decide to play it like he is like this crazy rich guy in this like futuristic like bond type mansion and they call him like what should we do about this and he'll say something like really esoteric and bizarre it's just always like a really tortured metaphor so here's an example i wrote one down because i thought it was so fun. when the rabbit of chaos is pursued by the ferret of disorder through the fields of anarchy it is time to hang your pants on the hook of darkness whether they're clean or not <laughs> yeah and they do that like four times it's always awesome it was so funny. And it was like, <laughs> and then the, uh, yeah, the manager would be like, got it. And they'd be like, I, I have no I fucking idea what he was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny bet. Really Roger funny Moore's bet. very funny. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen him in anything else, but. Uh, so what else did you like? Those I liked, I don't know, just the cuteness of it. I love the fashion. That was very fun. I mean, that was my, yeah, yeah the 2000s aesthetic. Yeah, you already did say that, so I was stealing yours. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's those are the bits I liked. Yeah, it doesn't need a really deep analysis. It's just like five friends having being friendly, and that's fun to see. It's not the biggest movie in the world. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, I don't know. It it is a rare moment watching a movie from my childhood where I didn't have several like, oof, can't do that on TV anymore. It was weird how few there were. I mean, there were some tit grabbing jokes, but other than that, uh, yeah. What are you gonna do? My <laughs> I wonder if we could get a third opinion on this. Let's see. I have an idea. Let's call our okay. brother John in this next segment. Uh -huh. We call Bro Call. Hey, John. <laughs> are you there? That's John. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. John, have you seen hey. the film Spice World? So I haven't seen it recently. Uh, the one time I did see it was with you guys. Um, Me as well? Yeah, it was years ago. Oh, like how many years? I, I don't know if you were there. Maybe, maybe it was just Colleen and assorted others. I think Sam was there uh, because I remember it being incredibly kitschy, um, and that you guys just went absolutely psycho and talked through the whole thing because you guys were all so excited about watching it. Uh, Sounds which, familiar. Frankly, okay. always on. speaks well to a movie. Uh, I, I remember it being just completely like. You can't even say the usual, like, well, you know what's fake about that, like, because it was just so fucking weird. <laughs> but I did kind of enjoy it. Uh, Michelle wanted to specifically say, since she just watched with you guys, that it aged incredibly well. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's prop to it. She also wanted me to say girl power. So that's from mm, Michelle. So true. John, can you do the accent for us? <laughs> girl power. <laughs> that was perfect. That was great. That was so great. Thank you, John. What's your, What was your grade? Did you give a grade? I, I did grade it, but I I, I don't know. Um, Just saying, B. perfect. That's what a great grade. He's good. You know what? I really like John's comment because I don't think we've actually uh, emphasized how weird this movie is. Like, it didn't have to be that weird. Um, but, you know, yeah. it could be a fun time with the Spice Girls and a movie for children, but it went weird places for no reason. Like, and it's I just like incredibly that. goofy. And uh, yeah. it's just very Monty Python, just not really grounded in reality at all. Right, like they get visited by aliens. I don't know. The, here was a joke that was not very funny, but made me laugh. Was what he's like. They had uh, captions on, and they're like, 
oh, my name is like extra crockle. And they're like, is that with with three X's a four? <laughs> She's signing the autograph for him. It's, it's cute. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, Clint, what would you grade this film? Okay. So like, I don't want to pull at the strings here of like what our grading system even means. Because I just think this movie, for the most part, perfectly executed what it wanted to be and what I wanted from it. So it's not that this is the best movie ever, but it is like one of the best versions of this kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm going to give it an A minus. A minus. Nice. Uh, I'll give it a B because like what I wanted from it is like the silly dumb humor that I really like but it's like could have been better I've seen better dumb silly humor Perfect. but it's still good I mean it's a fun time fun time uh, who, who are we sponsored by this week we're sponsored by who are we sponsored by we're sponsored by Spotify really, Spotify we've probably done that, done that one before Nah, you know, like if you just want to hear the truth about the world, we got Joe Rogan. <laughs> Name one of the are the Obamas are on Spotify, right? Michelle Obama, I think. The, so we got the so, two of them. So we got both of them. Got them. Got, we got a, everything you need. <laughs> everything and probably you need. Spice Girls. And probably the Spice Girls. So that's literally every political opinion you want and all every song you want. All in one service. We did it. Spotify. Perfect. Uh John, we need a movie from the uh, the wheel, the machine. Uh, let's see here. So the spinner saying field of dreams recommended by, Oh, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, this was long. I wonder oh. who did that. Okay. Can't wait. Thank you very much, yeah. John. I love watching father, son. It's right. Isn't that, it's about father, son, baseball, but also ghosts and Iowa. Right, it's not that's a really what it's about. Big field, but only when you're asleep. All oh, right. I put it, I put that and League of Their Own on the list because they're cultural baseball movies. Mm, yeah, hmm. yeah. I, actually, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I stand by it. Well, great. Uh, so you're welcome. Thank you. I like a League of Their Own, but I think we did that one. Anyway, let's uh, stay tuned for that trailer, and. I have just created something totally illogical. That's what I like about If you build it, he will come. If you build it, he will come. If you build what, who will come? Didn't say. I hate it when that happens. Me too. Who's your invoices? Ray is. <laughs> I think I know what if you build it, he will come means. Ooh, why do I not think this is such a good thing? Daddy, there's a man up there on your lawn. Are you a ghost? What do you think? You look real to me. Hi. You couldn't see it. This is really interesting. You believed in the magic. It happened. Isn't that enough? Annie, it's more than that. I feel it as strongly as I've ever felt anything in my life. There's a reason. Go the distance. Did you hear the voice, too? Did you hear it? Go the distance. Yes. 
Our grave is dead. He died in 1972. Are you Moonlight Graham? No one's called me Moonlight Graham in 50 years. Unbelievable. It's more than that. It's perfect. You build a baseball field in the middle of nowhere, and you sit here, and you stare at nothing. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. Hey, is this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Kevin Costner, Amy Madigan, James Earl Jones, Ray Liotta, Burt Lancaster. Sometimes, when you believe the impossible, the incredible comes true. Field of Dreams.